When you see yourself, it's time to be yourself. I'm Joe Walkowski. I am a professional gambler. I'm here on the Props Network. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five times a week, giving you my NBA best bets, my picks of the night, and I figure them out, you know, as best as I can. I do work trying to do it. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And sometimes we're a little dyslexic with the slide whistle, but what can you do? You're a little silly, and hey, did you do a bad job with the slide whistle and seem unprofessional? Yes. Did you not acknowledge when you nailed yourself in the teeth and just kept going with your stupid bit that didn't work? Yes, as well. So there was a slight modicum of professionalism, but let's talk about today's games. What up? Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. There, you know, I usually pick two or three games and maybe four if I really like them. Today, I have six picks. And you know what? I think I have reason to back all of them. And I think a lot of them checked multiple boxes for me. We're going to go through a lot of them, but just in the interests of talking about the biggest game of the night. This is my favorite matchup of the NBA season to date. Philadelphia 76ers hosting Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers are favored by three and a half points and people are pounding this over, but there's a lot of sharp money on the under in this one. Now, Going into this season, I said two things on my shows. I said I like the Sixers to win the East, and I said I like Joel Embiid to win NBA MVP at 40 to 1. You can check the tapes, they are out there. And my idea was like, oh, if you have Embiid working with the right basketball people, he will finally get his body into the right position. And he has. Embiid has been amazing. This line opened at Sixers. Plus two, people are pounding the Lakers in this one. And you know what? The Lakers are the better team here. I have not seen the Sixers win a championship, so I can't say, oh, yeah, they're on the same level. Like, I do think this is Anthony Davis's NBA as we live in it. Like, I listened to that Bill Simmons podcast today on his – he compared Anthony Davis to Kevin McHale – Get the fuck out of here. This is Kareem Abdul 2.0. And I love this big man matchup because Embiid is finally ready for it. We have Embiid at the peak of his powers versus Anthony Davis. And we have Ben Simmons. uh, (laughs) Ben Simmons straight off of being just told to fuck off by Josh Jackson in Detroit. (laughs) Shut up, you bitch. So we're going to have a lot of motivation from the 76ers tonight as well. They're coming. The Sixers have been everything I wanted them to be this year, but they had their worst outing of the season two nights ago, getting blown out of the water by the abysmal, but my beloved Detroit Pistons. So now it's national television. The Sixers have been playing amazing, but they're not really getting the hype by the national media, right? Like, I think that's because. Everyone was so excited about the Sixers when they first came to being like a team that was on the rise. The process was over. Embiid and Simmons and Foles, they were this really fun, dynamic team. And they played defense, too. So that was pretty cool. And then they were really kicking teams' ass. But 
didn't work. They had a couple bad flameouts. And then the playoffs last year, ooh, we turned green, which is what our bank will look like tomorrow. But we, I lost $3,000 in the stock market while walking my dog today. Okay. But in this matchup, but it took a while to get there. But now I think we are seeing the best version of the Sixers. This is the version of the Sixers that we all kind of hoped for. And this is against LeBron James, who historically, who doesn't do great on regular season, nationally televised performances. And we also see LeBron kind of pick his spot sometimes. And he had a pretty heavy usage in Cleveland the other night. That was a fun matchup going against the Cleveland boys, but second straight backed road game where he just balls out and is dominant. I don't know. I've seen LeBron's teams not take care of business in this exact spot so many times throughout his career. And this has every markings of a nice Philadelphia performance here. And honestly, there are a lot of lines that I like today. I will probably just be watching this one. I think this matchup is the one I most anticipated going into the season. And I will be all over the Sixers. I'll be on that under as well, for sure. I definitely like under 221 and and a half in this one. So I'm going to take the Sixers. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to tease the Sixers and the under. I am all over this one. It's a great day in the NBA. Now, let's get back to, we normally do them in time order. We don't do NBA teasers, Sam. We don't, but we love the Sixers in this one. If we like the Sixers and we like the under, and it's the best regular season matchup of the NBA season, yeah, we're going to go a little bullish we're going to have three different bets on the 76ers team, 25-33 on each, because then if we lose all three, we lose $76 in tribute to our Philadelphia 76ers. Don't come at me, brother. Come on. Yeah, but okay, let's go in sequential order. This is a Props Network style. If you like it, hit subscribe on that page. Let's go down to our next bet. This is I'm with a lot of public money on this one. I am nervous about that, but... You know how LeBron kicked his old team's ass two nights ago, even though they didn't really have bad blood, like there was no beef. They ultimately did right by him. They did what they needed to together. We have the same version of that. So Detroit, the Moribund Pistons, the Detroit Pistons who have not won two straight this entire season, they are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Cavaliers, they've been spry. They're hovering around 500. What do you think they are? Do you think they're... Seven, not nah, probably six and a half, five and a half point favorite. What's the line on this, Mr. Sammy C? We have Pistons plus three and a half, Cavs minus three and a half. This line does not seem right to me. Apologies to Jeremy Grant, but Cavs have the two best players in this game. And moreover, the Sixers, uh, the, the Pistons have no Andre Drummond since they traded Andre Drummond to the Cavaliers and the Cavaliers have like four centers who play minutes and you're going up against Plumlee and Isaiah Stewart on the other side of the ball. And they also, they have this like big advantage in size with all of their like kind of power forwards and centers. But then you go to the front court play and Colin Sexton is the best player in this game. 
DeLon Wright is playing point guard for the Pistons. DeLon Wright has never really played point guard in the NBA. He came up as a shooting guard. The, the, the backcourt of the Pistons right now is DeLon Wright and Wayne Ellington. There's not a single position group where I see an advantage from the Pistons. Maybe the disabled list, given their guys, but... I know, I know there's all sorts of money on this one, but looking at these rosters, looking at Cleveland coming off a disheartening loss the other night, and looking at the Pistons trying to do what they haven't done all year, which is win their second back to back game, I am going to go against my Detroit basketball and hammer Dan Gilbert's Cavs right here. Best two players in the game, all sorts of like. Things in the physical dimensions of the matchup that I like, and let's have some fun with it. And the next game I like, it's for kind of similar reasons via how the matchups are with the backcourt, and that's Orlando Sacramento. So Markel Fultz was a great athlete. He's out for the year. And, you know, the Orlando guards have been pretty well. And we do only analyze 29 teams here on the NBA. I've banned myself from picking the Knicks. And this is our this, this is our threshold. We're pick going against the Orlando Magic tonight. We are going on the Sacramento Kings. And if we lose this one, Magic, you're done to me. So we see the Kings are plus one and a half points. The Kings had a couple COVID disruptions to their scheduled slate of games. It wasn't on them. It was on their opposition. But nonetheless, they are an extremely rested team at the moment. I mean, Orlando, they've had a pretty busy schedule. They had those back-to-backs with Charlotte. They were both pretty hard fought. And they do have Vucevic, who's been playing very good basketball as of late. And I mean, he's a really good basketball player, but there are things in this Kings like lineup for how they're going to guard Vucevic that I don't like for him. So I'm a pretty active basketball player. I'm 6'4", 215, but I don't really have much athleticism. I can't jump, but I'm broad, I'm strong. And I I do have that kind of Nikola Vucevic sort of game to me. I play with the back to basket. I pass a little bit, whatever. But the thing that really frustrates me as a player is when I'm up against someone who's longer than me, has quick jump ability, or, you know, that's one way to play. Or if there's someone who has a bigger body than me and you know what, the Kings, they're going to throw better athletes at him with Holmes and Bagley. And they're going to throw some brawn at him with Whiteside and Bijalika. So I really like the Kings. I like their bigs in this game. I like their smalls in this game. Top to bottom, I think the entire rotation is kind of favor Sacramento in this one. I really just think their guards are going to be too quick for a, a kind of ramshackle, albeit like well-performing Orlando backcourt will keep up with them. But then again, I think... They just have too many looks for the Orlando big men. There's a lot of versatility. There's like three different archetypes of NBA big men. You can have like a shooter. You can have like an athletic rebounder and lob threat, or you can have like a kind of stiff who 
does some things well, but protects the rim and grabs rebounds. And they have all of those. Whiteside is the shitty one. Bijalika is the one who just hangs out, does like Aaron Baines at the dollar store kind of game. And then Bagley and Holmes, you know, that second quick leaping ability. I really think that just is a horrible matchup with Vucevic. And I like the Kings in this one. And I will say, uh, handles with me on this one. We have shark money on this. Kings are getting the minority of the bets, but the majority of the money. So that's the situation we want to be in. You see that lightning? You're going to make a little thunder. Okay, what's our next pick? I think we're really talking about rotation sizes today. I think that's what I keyed on when I do my prep. And that's kind of the theme of this show sometimes. Like Monday, I was really into home court advantages. So I keyed in on that. And today, I was really drawn to this Raptors Bucks matchup. And I noticed that Pascal Siakam was on the injury report. Pascal has been a little banged up this entire season. There's a lot of rumblings about him going back to the bubble and, you know, it just didn't suit him right. Maybe if you could pull up the Pascal status for me just to see if there's anything a little bit newer for me. But even if Pascal is not 100%, even if he's playing, I like this. For Milwaukee, minus six and a half right now. It opened Milwaukee minus five and a half. And you got to like Milwaukee in this one, right? Pascal's questionable, and what happens if he doesn't play? Who guards Giannis for the Toronto Raptors? Is it Aaron Baines? No. So they're going to probably put Stanley Johnson on him. So if you put Stanley Johnson, who has Toronto, their player development's great. Shouts to everything Stanley's done. Former seventh overall pick. He kind of sucked in Detroit. But in Toronto, no surprise, he has revitalized his career because everyone does in Toronto. Isn't that what Lowry did? Isn't that what... Chris Boucher is currently doing future NBA six man of the year, Chris Boucher. And that's Stanley's no exception. So they can do that. But if they're kind of using Stanley and OG Ananobi in these Middleton and Giannis matchups, that's going to put a lot of work for them. And they still have to deal with the size mismatch of not only, I mean, who Giannis is going to have five inches on whoever is guarding him. And then Drew Holiday is going to have five inches on whoever's guarding him. Maybe they'll do some switches to get someone else on there. OG's also banged up. But what is Van Vliet and Lowry going to? What are Van Vliet and Lowry going to do with Drew Holiday sicking the clamps on him? Right? I don't think it'll be much. It's really hard when you play the same position and you're being guarded by someone who has your quickness level. And like such a huge reach advantage like Drew does right now. And also just since Drew's coming over from the Western Conference, not a ton of familiarity between these guards of Toronto and one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. So I don't know. I think there's a lot to like here in this Milwaukee Bucks matchup. I think that they've had a couple of lackluster showings. And oh, you want to talk about a good parlay? Fresh Prince, we talking big money or are we talking a little conservative? Because you want to just, if you want to lay up from the ladies' tees, there is a nine o'clock parlay of Suns and Pelicans money line that's like minus 125 that I really like. But in terms of this one, 
I think the what are the odds? Bucks and Cavaliers money lines could be a nice play. And then you, if you really got feisty, you could throw Boston Celtics into the mix and make that a three-way. So I think those are my three safest bets. Again, I you know I'm those are the better teams in the scenario. I think that's the largest gap in talent levels. So there's some other things I can talk into, but you know what? I really do think it is you want to make the Cavs your backbone of that. I mean, I am a diehard Pistons fan. I, I watch every Pistons game. They're terrible. They lose games on purpose. And you know what? You're going to do it. I will do it with you. And every, I promise you guys, I, I, this is my pledge to the viewers of the Props Network. I'm making the Scouts Honor thing. And, you know, isn't it funny that this gambling affiliate website is actually a more honorable company than the Boy Scouts of America? Funny you should ask, huh? But I promise I make the bets I place on here every single time. So I'm riding with you on that parlay, and I will do it. You know, I did say I lost $3,000 on the stock market while I was walking my dog this morning, but I made a little bit yesterday, and I wasn't even on GameStop. I will be having a GameStop conversation probably every day this week. But thanks for watching Fresh. Okay, so I did Cavs Blazers. I did Kings Magic. I did Bucks Raptors. I did Sixers Lakers. We got two more. Celtics Spurs. Celtics are four point favorites we talked about how little home court advantage mattered in the nba and the celtics are hitting their stride they had a really nice win on sunday where they blew their opposition out of the water they went on the road on monday and blew a pretty like well-performing bulls team out of the water and now they're playing san antonio and san antonio some of the oldest forwards in the league like they still play Rudy Gay. They played DeMar DeRozan at four. LaMarcus Aldridge is still in the mix. And people like this one. It opened at Boston three. It's Boston four. I would like it at Boston if it was even more. I'm Dr. Seuss today with the rhymes. Hip, hip, hooray. But yeah, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown matched up against these aging Spurs forwards. I love for Boston. And I... You're just like concerned because the Spurs are always so competent, even when they're not that good or talented, which is definitely the case this season. They still have that scrappy veteran vibe to them. They still have a great coach and coaching system, and maybe they'll bring their fastball, but I do like Boston in this one. Four points, given how home court has been this year, that's, that's not enough for me. I see the Celtics as a team that can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I see the Spurs as a team that will be in the lottery. And if I'm seeing the best ball out of the Celtics as of late, you know I'm going to back those Boston boys like I haven't since. I censored myself because that joke was going to get me in trouble. Sam, aren't you glad I saved you a headache from yelling at me for saying something bad? But okay, yeah, Boston in this one all day. They have so many nice little rotation pieces. And you know how they, like Brad Stevens' teams, all these players have like a degree of specialization. Everyone is just used for one singular thing. San Antonio likes to do that, but their roster just isn't as specialized or as ready to compete right now as Boston is. I always think these like 
franchises are a little bit similar in how they operate. Great player development. You guys kind of like play to their strengths to a great deal. But Boston's just doing a better job of the same strategy right now. So, yeah, I'm taking Jason Tatum. I'm taking Jalen Brown, who should answer my emails. Jalen, it's important. Boston minus four. Simple as that. They're playing great right now. I dropped my pen. Can I pick up my pen? before? No, I'm going to go straight through. I don't need to hold a sharpie when I make this pick. This one is simple. Mavs and Jazz. I hate the Mavericks. The Jazz are playing like a championship team. The Jazz lost last night to the Knicks. You'd think they'd be angry, but it's a back-to-back against a team that's probably on their level. I think the Jazz are really good this year. Maybe they're probably the third-best team in the Western Conference, if, I ha- if I'd have to say. Shouts to Mike Conley for getting it together. What a bounce-back year for him. But that being said, I really like oh you want to know uh yeah i like the mavericks here they're getting points on a back-to-back it opened jazz plus four i think it's jazz sorry open jazz minus four so so now it's i i have it at minus three i have the mavs plus three so yeah i like the mavericks here who's garden luca on the jazz Who's going to deal with the tired legs at a high altitude of, for the Jazz? They have some older guys who've been doing really well this year in Utah. Yeah, how well you think Mike Conley's going to do on a back-to-back, huh? When he's having to play 30 minutes against a divisional rival who know everything. These guys are so familiar with themselves, and I think that really kind of exacerbates the back-to-back factor here. So, yeah. Dallas, they've been dropping a lot of winnable games lately. They certainly haven't been playing up to their potential, but they haven't had their full rotation for the season until now. And you know what? They're getting it together a little bit, but this is a good opportunity against a foe, you know, with your full complement of rotation, like maybe Richardson is out, but they've got basically all of their horses back right now. So yeah, you need to take advantage of these tired legs of your divisional opponent and beat the Utah Jazz tonight. Is that so much to ask? I don't think so. I like Dallas here. So, yeah, there's a lot to like tonight for a lot of different reasons. So, to summarize, I think the Cavaliers over Detroit, I mean, I've seen the handles on this. I've not been on this wrong of the side of for a team all year, but I'm on the wrong side of the handle. I still love the Pistons. I love the Sacramento Kings over the Magic. I like like the Bucks by six over the Raptors. I like the Sixers against the Lakers. Probably the weakest pick, but that's the game I most want to watch. I also like the under in that game. Kind of bullish on the under, so more... And then I'll be teasing those together. I like that parlay I did with Faresh Prince. Let's do Cavaliers. Let's do Cavs time together. We also like the Cavs spread. And we also like the Mavs spread. And I, I liked, I didn't see it mentioned. It's hard. They probably don't write the previews as expeditiously when one team previously played. 
but I'm just now being told that Donovan Mitchell is out tonight. I didn't know that. But yeah, I think I'm still going to take the Mavericks. If, Mitch, if Mitchell's out, that's tremendous value there. Uh, and Richardson could play? Oh, love Josh Richardson. People underrate him because of that stint in Philadelphia. I like it when you f- fill me in on the little on the little details here. See, you think I do the daily picks for you guys, but really my boss hates the NBA, so I do this every day so I can trick him in, into liking basketball more. It's the long game, you see. Subscribe on YouTube. If not, if you're watching elsewhere, go to YouTube. Get the full Props Network experience. The full Joel Walkowski experience. Actually, the only person who gets that experience is my neighbor behind me. Who? Uh, seriously, whoever lives in that house, they have seen some things. <laughs> and they're going to continue to. Well, all right. It's been great hanging out with you guys. I will be back tomorrow. I'm certain I will be told not to touch my tripod as much tomorrow. But you know what? I've been hearing Joel, don't touch your tripod so much my entire life. (laughs) For the Props Network, this is Joel Wachowski walking off.